wasn't born yet, but no, I was. I'm just lying. Anyways, to get into the mood, uh, we are playing some great music from that decade. You know it's a pity the days Can't be like the nights in the summer In the city, in the summer, in the city Cool town, meeting in the city Dressed so fine and looking so pretty Cool cat, looking for a kitty Gonna look in every corner of the city Till I'm wheezing like a bus stop Running up the stairs, gonna meet you on the rooftop But at night it's a different world Go out and find a girl Come on, come on, and dance all night It'll be alright And babe, don't you know it's a pity The days can't be like the nights In the summer, in the city In the summer, in the city That's enough 60s music for now because my co-host just walked in, Hello. the one and only Sergio. Hi, Tweeka. How you doing? Doing fine. How's uh, your Dory? Um, I didn't really celebrate the Dory because oh, uh, because I was busy on a boat DJing. Oh, um, cool, cool. Well, we have a guest on the telephone right now. Oh, sorry. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to her, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Great. Thanks for having me over to play. Well, right now, folks, uh, listening to us on House of Pride Radio, thank you so much for joining us once again here, uh, where every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Right now, we have live on the telephone uh, in, um, we're gonna, I can't remember what town. I'm going to say Lake Merritt, but it's the one and only uh, Miss Bridget Wesley. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you, Sika? Hi, Sergio. Hi, Bridget. I was hoping that you were going to be here in person. I raced all the way over to see you, but I'm glad to hear your voice. <laughs> well, Bridget was been Bridget's been traveling. Ah, a lot. Yes. Tell us about what's going on in your life with your career. It's I hear it's super exciting. It is actually so basically. Um, I had my this is I'm glad I'm saying this Everybody thought it was going to be on this season of working as a model, but I had my season mixed up. So I'm actually going to be on the next season. So now I have my whole entire 
like a whole entire year to basically get my body in shape, get my, you know, get things ready to get done. I'm also having surgery on September 21st, 26th, I'm sorry, to get some, you know, things done to my face, you know, get everything in order for my, for my personal model so I can go slay. <laughs> I'm super excited. What, super excited. What things on your face are you having um, changed? They haven't done. I'm just having little things touched up, um, like on my lower end of my face, and then I'm also having um, my nose done and a little stuff done to my eyes. And I'm also having my breast redone. I'm actually taking the ones I have out and I'm putting in a smaller set for modeling. Uh huh. I... Sounds yes. good. Yes, I got to get a little uh, a, a, a touch up and everything. <laughs> yes. Although she yes. doesn't need it, I don't think. But that's. Oh well, thank you. Thank you. Who said that? Sergio's week up. <laughs> she said, I, 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 I thought it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, um, what, what are you guys doing? What's going on? What's the topic for? What are you guys going to talk about today? Oh, uh, Tweeka's actually dealing with a couple of, um, can you? Sergio, go ahead, take over, baby. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, would you like yeah, to so switch headphones, Tweeka? No, honey. Okay, so we, we just kind of had a little bit of a uh, headphone issue. So um, I'm kind of talking while uh, Tweeka uh, tries to get, get his headphones back on. How was your weekend, Bridget? My weekend was actually pretty good. Um, I actually went to Palm Springs. Oh, cool. All right. Um, stayed for the whole weekend. Yeah, thank you. I, um, it was a lot of fun. And then it was my second time there. And I actually got a booking there at the where I was at. So I'm actually going to perform there soon. Oh, neat. What, what's the place um, called? Yeah. You said hello? What's the place called? Uh, Sergio wants to know. It's called Azula Restaurant. Where I'm, I'm, um, Paul Grand Canyon or Paul Canyon like that I don't know the street Azula restaurant folks you heard it first here (laughs) so Bridget wasn't the last time that you and I uh, shared shared a shared a shared a a floor a bed Um, I wish (laughs) I shared a floor Um, wait what Tweeka Tweeka's being flirty on our behalves Um, the last time that we that you and I were sharing a a, a space wasn't it when you were performing (laughs) at Port Bar when I was DJing that's right and you were freaking amazing Amazing as always, but I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Thank but you, thank you, thank now, you, thank you. See, Sergio, I already knew that she's amazing because I've been working with her Aww. for some time. Nice. The yeah, super. Yeah. I, the first time I was introduced to you was when you did that drop kick to Britney's "You Better Work, Bitch." <laughs> yeah, when Camille had me doing all those like high kicks and then a double turn split shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I miss Dallas. Well, it was like a family there, but I mean, I hope that they have, you know, they reopening, you know, with a show and, you know. Well, we'll and, see. Um, I'm in their place. We'll yeah, see. all, all good cry. things come to an end, but, you know. They do, but also, they, all good things come to an end, but they also come to an end for something greater, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Better, right? I'm a firm I'm a firm believer in that. Uh, I am too. So speaking of, I heard someone says about Doriali. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, what you do? It was it. <laughs> no, can, um, you, can you remember? <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, so I remember you telling me. Um, uh, during Dory Alley, I actually played at the Eagle. Um, other than that, I didn't really okay. do that many Dory festivities. Um, usually saved my energy up for 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 full some time. But uh, what time it, was your gig? Oh, cool. It was actually so I I do a party bridge as you probably know uh, called Go Bang with my friend Steve oh, yeah, Fabus. Yeah. Yes. Shout and, out to Steve. Hey. And Prince Wolf. And Prince Wolf. Yes. And so we Yeah, so we we uh, uh, Steve and I were playing at the Eagle for their for their Dory event. Oh, cool. Yeah. It would have been nice to have seen you, but I know you're having a good time too over there in Palm Springs. Yeah, 
Yeah, I was. <laughs> um, it was my first. Um, it was nice. I want to. I can make it see you as well. Um, I love always seeing you. Well, you're both in town. Why don't you guys make dinner plans? Good God. <laughs> we'll have to take that offline or online. <laughs> don't get nervous. <laughs> so, well, I'll probably you. I hope you do. <laughs> so how often do you go down to Los Angeles County? Oh, my God. So this past, like, you know this price we go, this past, um, in the last past three months, I've been going every single month, three or four times a month. That is a busy girl. Mm-hmm. Then, oh my God. So now I'm waiting on my passport to get here because I um, got my two pass. I've never had a passport ever. So now I just apply for a passport and it's just coming, you know, whatever, because I'm planning my trip to Europe. My first time out of the country and I'm so excited. Oh, that's awesome. When when is, did I did I I made did I miss what were the details on that? Oh no no no! I haven't posted yet. <laughs> oh, got it, got it. <laughs> I'm not posting so I finalize the plans, but I have a lot of friends who want to go, and I'm gonna go along with them. Oh, I've never cool. been. They're gonna show me around. Hey, you have you? That's gonna be like your first time overseas, huh? Yes. Oh my gosh! Ever. Awesome, awesome. That'd be I just mean, be I've exciting. I've been in California my life until I moved here three years ago, Mike. So everything is all new to me. <clears throat> yeah, so um, speaking of, while we're on this topic of, uh, I want to talk to you guys about something. Yeah. Um, are you guys going to speak today about, uh, or you've already talked about it, the trans, you know, um, things about the, the soldiers and the military and all that stuff? You guys want to speak on that today or now? No, you're our first guest. Oh. Yes, so what? What? tell, tell us your thoughts on that. Yes, I, evidently something's, something's on your mind. No, the thing is that I, because obviously I don't approve of anything that Donald Trump has to say or do. I mean, I already, I didn't vote for him or anything. Like, I believe that he's not, a, he's has, he don't have the mindset to be a president. He is a, he is a true businessman. And I would say that to, I take my last breath, that a man is a businessman. He has no mindset to run a, a country. Oh, so basically he's running the country like a biz, like it's a business. Well, not even and, a good one. You could be a better president than he could. Exactly. Well, absolutely, you'd be a better president. <laughs> but the thing is that um, I, I mean, I don't. I mean, I, honestly, I would never want to serve in the military. But I will. Ha- I want the right to be able to serve in the military if I wanted to. You know what I mean? Sure, like, sure. He's basically taking everything away from, like, did he say we were like we we're a disruption? Really? Uh, yeah. How can we be a disruption for? Uh, it makes no sense to me. You know, me being a proud, you know, post-op trans woman, I am proud of who I am. I fought to be who I am, and I'm going to stand up. I'm basically want to do something. I don't know what I'm going to do, tweak or Sergio. Like, I need some help from somebody to. I want to do something like for the trans community. Like, I want to stand up and do something because this has to stop. Like, it has to. Like, our voices need to be heard, and it seems like people, the trans women who are in the light right now, that are, you know, celebrities or whatever, they're not basically standing up and fighting for the community. So I want to do something. I'm not there yet, but I'm going to be, but I want to be that person because I live the struggle. And I want to, you know, mm-hmm. I see the struggle and he don't know, you know, Caitlyn Jenner, she's basically not, ugh. she's basically not, you know, doing I don't know. I, just, uh, I, I, I if, wish somebody, somebody stand up, and I want it to be me. It should, uh, you heard it here first as exclusive. Uh, 
Bridget is stepping into the role of uh, spokeswoman for the trans community in a pro-positive way. I'm going to, yes. She's going to stand up for the rights and dignity and respect yes, for the group. Yeah, because this, too often they, they are victims of our bad side hmm. of society. Um, or idiotic. You've probably yeah, been, have you ever experienced like um, some nasty... You know. you know what's so funny is that I hate to say this and it makes me I mean I was very fortunate to not have experienced any of that you know I really have not even me transitioning at an early age because I, I transitioned really early like four like I've been a new mm. age before I was a girl mm. and you know only thing I've experienced was like the psychological mental like um, you know access of a trans you know men and women go through but that's it like um, society I've never experienced any of that like being called out or you know, any of that, because I, I don't know. Right. Even with men, like, I never felt that, like, because I carry myself a certain way, and, you know, you have to, I don't know, but it doesn't excuse the fact that the trans women get killed, or yes, they're getting ridiculed, or they're getting said that we're abrupting, a, a or whatever, like, it, it just makes no sense. Like, in some respects, they're basically trying to wipe the trans community they're not worthy. It's basically what it makes us feel like. They were not worthy. Yeah, my my blood curdled when I heard about that breaking on the, the nighttime right. news. Did you hear about it, Sergio? Well, yes, yes. And but it also speaking to what what you were saying before, Bridget. I mean, the the the, the not wanting to his not wanting to have trans people in the military um, has is you know many layers to how bad it is, including the fact that it gives people the the, the feeling that they could discriminate more so against trans people because there is not exactly. that and he's like scaling back the advances that have been made to have everyone feel like they're you know these are people who want to fight for our country and are going to die for our country and to exactly. and at this moment there's several thousand trans folks yes. serving in our, uh, our military yes. yeah uh and and this was presented to the world in a late night tweet by the way which is so unprofessional i can't even begin um so as far as i know it has stopped there because that's not luckily well well, that's that's the unfortunate thing too is that it was done in a tweet and it it, you know very it's very likely could be in part because trump was trying to he was drunk i think he was trying to confuse people and uh you know mask the russian investigations but it still doesn't change the fact that this is something that is that that affects people and it gives people the bigoted people the, the, the feeling that they can be bigoted towards trans people so by him doing it for whatever reason whether he actually meant it or whether he was trying to distract from Russia it's made it's it's done the damage that it has done my theory is he's a belligerent drunk and he drinks at night and then at 3 a.m. he just goes on rants I'm sorry I've seen it before in my ex-boyfriends <laughs> he is but he is if I could say one thing to him Donald you are so stupid. You are so stupid. We're not going anywhere. We're here. And we're going to always be here. We're going to stay here. Every time you turn to something to diminish us, we're going to fight and fight and fight, and we're still going to be here. I'm not leaving. I'm going to set up for everybody. I, if nobody else want to do it, I'll do it. I don't care. If I have to go to jail or whatever, I'm going to do it. I'm going to stand up for it. It's not okay. It's not. And it's some trans women. So my friends, my, I'm just speaking from personal experience. So my trans friends are actually afraid to go outside. It's ridiculous. It's like yeah, yelling. that's pretty bad. Everyone should feel, you know, they should free enough safe, to go out. They don't feel safe in their own community anymore. Like you know, hmm. I, where can folks go to um, get in touch with you, ask you questions, you know? 
come to the table with okay. a, a like mind ideas so forth. So um, you can find me on Facebook, Bridget Westy, parentheses, Amelia, the Patty Monroe, or find me on Instagram at Bridget, um, Barbie Noor 415, or Twitter is Bridget Wesley. You heard that here on House of Pride Radio. Bridget, thank you so much for joining thank us you, today. It's wonderful uh, to hear your voice. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> now you guys make sure you get in touch with each other after the show and we'll and get get together. <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs> I am going to play a, a song dedicated to um, Bridget, and uh, we'll be back uh, with more House of Pride Radio. Thanks, hon. Love you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. I love you too, guys. Bye. Love you Bye. too. I've heard it all before And I've been down there on the floor No one's ever gonna keep me down again Whoa, Yes, I'm wise But it's wisdom for the pain Yes, I paid the price But look how much I gained If I have to, I can do anything I am strong That's the abbreviated version, Sergio. That was a very thoughtful and uh, appropriate uh, uh, dedication. Thank you. That's I was great. like thinking, what's a strong woman song? And that was the that's only one in my repertoire. Sisters are doing it for themselves, but that, I saved that one for Sister Roma. All right, cool. You did a, you did a great <laughs> job. You must be a DJ, Tweeka. <laughs> no. I, well, welcome again to House of Pride. Thank you for being my co-host today. I am having a wonderful time already. Thank you. Awesome. What a show, folks, we have for you today. So I want to let you know that who our guests are today and then get right into it so we we're going to be talking with diego gomez david cavia ford and his mom lily are back in the studio salvador evans tova is coming now he has a new middle name because he's married oh wow yes we can hear all about it we already spoke to bridget wesley and that was fabulous and then later on at seven we are going to talk to the one and only legendary member of the band the monkeys mickey dolan yeah i'm excited about that well right now we have right in our studio we have david and his mom lily and diego let's get into it hey guys hey hello how's everyone doing Okay. Well, welcome. Yes. Too hot for you today, David? It is too hot. I like the fog. Oh, it's a great day. The sun is great out there. It's pretty nice. You might have to move your chair a little bit. Um, Lily, it's good to see you. Yes, it's good to be here. Yeah? What's new? What have you been doing in the last several months since you last come in? Has David been keeping you busy? Well, I do travel around with David, yes, and I see what he's all up to in his studio. Has he put you to work there yet? 
No, uh, <laughs> I look to get uh, myself done. You know, he uh, takes care of my hair. You're very selfish. Yeah, <laughs> she's always been a selfish mother. No, yes. <laughs> that's not true. I know. I know that for a fact. Um, well, your hair looks gorgeous again, uh, thanks to David, I assume. Yes, thank and you. And we're gonna, folks listening to us, we're gonna have to post some pictures, Sergio. Yes, I was curious, David. What do you call that style, that color that that she's wearing, which is fantastic? Yes, David. Always. What's the name of that look? We've never really given it a name yet it's her special signature look well you know when i was uh when i was leasing an ice cream truck and riding around the hampton selling ice cream as a clown in a good humor truck (laughs) i see Uh yes i would one of my top sellers was the ice cream cone with Uh all those different colors in it right right Uh and somehow it your hair harkens back to that ice cone look that, so, I like that yeah you know. it works like a mermaidy ice cream cone Ex- yeah. except <laughs> except Lily is warm not cold so I don't know David work it true. out <laughs> it's very gem in the holograms kind of misfits I think Ooh, oh. yeah. that's Diego yeah, Gomez really. Diego welcome how are you you can bring okay. you have to get closer to the mic uh, I hate to I'm, say it I'm well good so you <laughs> think what if you if you had three seconds what would you call Lily's look uh I guess misfit Sherbert. Sherbert. That's good. I didn't know what that was one of the characters on Gemini Hologram. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. There was one named Clash that had hair that was like pink and green. Well, this is about every color in the rainbow, but it's iridescent. How about Sherberta? Sure. Yeah, maybe right. a dragon right there. Oh, that sounds good. David is like, <laughs> David's like, why did I come here? <laughs> Just get me out. I've been working all day slaving on wigs. In fact, while David was in the green room, one of his customers flagged him, like basically followed him here with a bag of wigs. <laughs> I know he did. Really? That's oh, a, wow. what was it? His name is Eric, right? Uh, uh, Talon Marks. Marks. Talon Marks is his drag name. Yes. Yes, we were talking in the green room, I'm like, and I'm like, yo, David's coming any minute now. Yeah, he followed me here. He left me his bag of hair. And Let's look at it, shall we? Oh, what's in there? Ooh. Oh, my God. It's a bur- it's a, What color is that? Oh, it's like a burgundy wine. Big, beautiful piece. Big 80s piece. What do you, does he want you to do with it? Uh, make her nice and big again. She's got kind of deflated. Is that kind of a back tease technique? Yes. <laughs> Bigger the better. The, the higher the hair, the closer the Jesus. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. <laughs> I'm so, you know, I don't Was know. that like a Dolly Parton quote originally? or? No, it was probably like a Southern Baptist. Okay, mm. all right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> how how's your business? It's growing. It's keeping me growing like hair. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put it. It is taking off. You'll have to excuse me. I'm not quite sure I'm familiar with with your art artistry. Can you give me, uh, us, me, and the listeners yes. some background as to thank your, you, sir, pe- your pedigree and history? Oh, I can. I have a little wig studio that caters to the drag community, the uh-huh. transgender, the people with alopecia cancer patients, a whole mix of people. And where is it located? Uh, It's located at 18th and Treat in the Active Space Building. Cool, cool. And what do you call yourself? Uh, Diva Hair. Diva Hair. I love that. (laughs) Yes, I have been a customer and I've been quite satisfied. Thank you, David. Oh, really? In fact, I'm going to be dropping a wig off uh, shortly. (laughs) You have one waiting in the the bag over there. (laughs) I should have brought mine. I you keep forgetting have. to you give should, it to I you. I know you should bring it. I know. I do need like a good like 50s look. Ooh, be fun. 
Come on. All right. Yay. Bring so, on the hair. So I feel like some of the, the queens that are doing big productions in San Francisco have, have harvested your talents. They have. I think I've done mostly for everybody. Peaches Christ. Yes. Who else? Uh, done Heckling at one time. Oh, uh, done just about everybody. Cruising to Lou. I've done a lot of pieces for her. Yes, it takes a lot of hair for her. Yes. What has been uh, maybe one or two one of your favorite hairs to do? Oh gosh, I just did one for now. I forgot uh, Elsa Touche. It was a custom Sherbert piece, as she called it. It was a beautiful, beautiful '60s style bob, and then we the whole top piece was done in various shades of orange and Sherbert. Nice. Very nice. Uh-huh. Similar to your mom's or a different? Very different. Okay. <laughs> Nobody can be like my mother. That's true. No, I mean, it's gorgeous. It's actually one of the best looks I've ever seen in my life. Really Did people stop you in the supermarket and say, oh. Oh, yes. I, I got all these different people. I never met so many people. Do they come right up to you now? Yeah, uh, usually they just they stop and they ask about the hair, and they uh, many of them have wanted my picture even. Oh, oh she's like, like a cele- celebrity now. Right. Yeah, no one asked me before, <laughs> and I think this time this is a little different than he usually. Yeah. Well, he did. Is there more blues in it this time, David? There's more teal, more blues, amethyst, more yeah. cooler what, Can you point out the color of amethyst? Oh, it was in her bangs. In oh, it was, oh, that's the yeah. purple. I know that color because there used to be a comic book superheroine called Amethyst. Yeah. I had no idea. I only thought it was purple uh, and indigo. From no. green. <laughs> lantern colors, many shades. It was actually a marble. Oh, okay. No, I'm not. Oh, I'm thinking about sapphire. That's a gorgeous color. Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Now, is that magenta to the left? Yes. Oh, that's one of my favorite colors. Mine too. Yeah. If you had to live with one color, Lily, which one would you choose? Uh, probably turquoise. And that's which one is the, the turquoise? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She loves her turquoise. That's why there's mostly turquoise on the right side. Uh, I love purple. I like the combination uh, of the. I know because you usually see one or two colors in somebody's deal but not like the whole nine yards yeah. <laughs> yeah this has been fun though i i have a good time with it what is your natural color well it started black of course uh, that's what i had like sergio's hair yeah it's just exactly like it yeah uh-huh. i had uh, b- very black black hair and then raven of course eventually it got to salt and pepper and then all gray and then now it's white oh it's it actually turns from gray to white it's all yes. white isn't it which yeah. i would i would assume makes it uh the color that, that you put on stay longer right no no, no oh this is interesting longer. okay let's get into the nitty-gritty now <laughs> <laughs> no she has to be bleached and then that makes oh, really? it it sets yeah. it up for the color oh, so, it wow. i never understood that david oh. i never understood the bleach technique like what why is that application of bleach necessary oh it, it opens up the hair shaft it makes it ah. porous oh. and then the color ah. soaks in yeah like it bleaches teeth too Yes, yeah. it does that too. <laughs> and anal washes. <laughs> <laughs> Not in front of mom. <laughs> it was Dory Alley this past week. <laughs> um, fabulous. Now, where do you all live? Do you live in, in like a compound somewhere? We do live in a compound, I guess you could call it. What? That sounds great. 
Sometimes a little too close, but we're we're all together. Where? Uh, right over here on by Bernal Heights. How nice. So not too far from here. On Sober Avenue. Oh, that's out a bit. Yeah. Right on the back side of Bernal. On the back Bernal side of Bernal, Bernal which is a nice... Bernal Heights on the back side has a nice view. It does. Yeah. Yes. L- Lily, could I be presumptuous in asking if you are San Francisco re- originally, from, uh, like a born red, born raised? Well, I came here when I was three. Wow. Okay. Right. I'm originally, uh, I was born in Long Island, New York. Long Island? Yes. I- I'm from Long Island. Yeah. Yes, really? What That's town are you from? Uh, I'm going to guess. Queens? Would that be it? I think that's a suburb of New York. But, oh, that's... But it is part of Long Island. Yeah. Yeah, like a, like Astoria, Queens, or Corona Heights. I don't remember any of it. Yeah, she's, she's been here since year three. <laughs> oh, that's right. So I'm more of a, a San Francisco person. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. You strike me as such. <laughs> Which I love it here, so... So we are celebrating um, somewhat on our show the... the um, well, San Francisco as a whole is celebrating in the summer of love, 50th anniversary. Uh, it happened here in, in 1967. Where were you in the summer of 1967? Can take a minute. <laughs> well, I was somewhere here in the city because I, I never left the city. Did you celebrate the summer of love? Were you wearing flowers in your hair, perhaps? That summer. Yeah. What, what kind of San Franciscan were you the, in the so 60s? The, the 60s. I'm trying to see how. She doesn't remember because she was in a blackout of love and. Yeah, <laughs> wild. Well, I don't. I don't remember how old I was then. It's some time ago. It's 50 years ago. It's what? 50 years this oh, summer. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you? How old are you now? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, I don't. I don't mind. I'm 81. Oh, okay. So you were in your early 30s back in the day in 1967 when. Young folks were actually. Where was? Where did it happen? Haight Ashbury. That's, that's where the. That's what, where I believe the popular storyline yeah. start. Yeah. And it was all about you know the war was going on the Vietnam War. Yeah. A lot of protesting and that's it was an true. alternative way of expressing, like a different way of living by expressing yeah. love and sensuality and whatnot. Were you into it, or were you raising a family at that point? Let's see. <laughs> Trying to remember. You're trying to remember. No what, pressure. What, what uh, to no pressure on that live show. No, no just take it. <laughs> Do you want some background music? I can play the mamas and papas. Oh, did I just said papas, not papas? You, you did just say papas, Tweeka. I'm not sure where your mind is, but I have a few guesses. <laughs> I remember when Leo was born. What? Neither one of us here. Oh, you. All right, but we're going to put this to bed. When were you born, David? Oh, Oh, okay. Six years older than you. My daughter, she came first, and then he he came when I was 40, I had him. Oh, okay. So So you waited a bit to, to have a family. Yeah, because I think I was 32 when I had the daughter. Right around 67. Yeah. The summer of love. Yeah. Perfect timing. Summer there you go. Baby. <laughs> and then you came. Like, yeah. And thank God you came. Yes. Because look at you guys now. 
We're quite a team. Well, no, then I was waiting to have another child, and then I had lost one. Oh. In between him and the daughter, I lost one. And then I, they said I, I wouldn't have any. It was too late for me or something. I was too old. Or, and then I said, oh, I don't believe it. If it's meant to be, it'll come, I said. And mm-hmm. then he came. Ah, mm-hmm. like a miracle baby. Yeah. Oh. I knew if the if things are meant to be, they'll happen. Of course, that's a wonderful way to approach life. Yeah. I agree with you. Well, let's give a shout out to your dad. Is he still with us? He is. He's out somewhere park. Oh. Oh, he's waiting. He's waiting for you guys at the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is your my parents? <laughs> that's so cool. What is your dad's name? Larry. Larry. That's right. Hi, hey, Larry. Larry. <laughs> <laughs> And you have a husband. I do. And his name is? Philip. Philip, shout out to Philip. And you guys, I love your pictures when you post them on social with your two Yorkies. Oh, so cute. They're so cute. What are your Yorkies' two. names? Uh, little Dennis and little uh, Harley. Are there a big Dennis and big Harley that they're the little c- oh, counterparts to? Or? They're pretty small. Uh, Harley is 12, and my little Dennis, he's 14 months. I see. Ah. So that's why we call him Big and Little. Gotcha, gotcha. David's like, I can't believe all of these personal questions today. No one's talking about you. They're talking to your mom. I know. Friends. You're kind of a private guy. <laughs> but, you know, this is how it rolls sometimes on House of Pride. <laughs> um, but let's get back to your business. We want to reiterate it, uh, that you have this thriving wig service it's not just for queens because you actually cater to clients uh women tell us a little about that Uh, i cater to a lot of women that have alopecia and going through cancer and now i have a lot of transgender clients that come in that need help with wigs so it's really a mix of all kinds of people that's and uh, once again for folks who want to like say schedule with you where should they go uh, they can either call or text at 415-378-3728 or have a website, divahairbydavidcarverford.com. All right. You heard it right here. Let's have a nice round of applause for David and his mom, Lily. We'll be right back after this short musical song I am dedicating to David and with more guests and fun and music. Goodbye. Don't go anywhere. Right back. I'm hairy noon and night. Hair that's a fright. I'm hairy high and low. Don't ask me why. Don't know. It's not for lack of bread. Like the grateful dead Darling Gimme head with hair Long beautiful hair Shining, gleaming, steaming, flaxen, waxen Gimme down the there Hair shoulder length for longer Here baby, there mama Everywhere daddy, daddy Oily, greasy, fleecy, shining, gleaming, steam. 
Not a naughty folk about it Twisty feet and braided Powdered flower and confetti Bangle, tangle, spangle, dance spaghetti Made of blonde, brilliantine, biblical hair My hair like Jesus wore it Hallelujah, I adore it Hallelujah, Mary loved her son Why don't my mother love me? All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to House of Pied Radio. That was fabulous interview with David and Lily. I can I'm having a hard time hearing you. Can you hear me now? Sure. Oh, wait, let me shut the... I can still hear the music, though. Yes, that was a great interview. What an unexpected treat to talk to David's mom, Lily. That was cool. Fabulous. Well, we have new guests up now. I'd like to get into it with Diego Gomez. But before we talk to David, let's just have our other two guests introduce themselves. One of them we know quite well. All right, go right ahead. Hi, this is Emperor Salvador Bull back here on Pride Radio again. <laughs> Loving it, too. Love, love oh, yeah. to have you. Great to see you. Hi, I'm Wayne Rash, president of the first gay rotary club in the world, Castro Rotary, and Mr. August on the Bear Chess Calendar 2018. Ah, Mr. Mr. August. Oh. And people who are listening to us on the radio, Mr. August is showing what, her, what, he's, what he's made of. His attributes. <laughs> yes. We're checking out his attributes. But we will take a photo and a little video and, and post it for you folks listening sure. to us. If anyone has any questions for our guest today, call us at 415-550-0511, 515 uh, didn't pay attention Zero to five one one. I'll get it eventually. I'll get it eventually. <laughs> Someone's distracted. <laughs> and, uh, speaking of which, I'm being distracted by Diego being here. Wonderful to have you here joining us. Fabulous to have you, Diego. What's new? Um, I wrote some things down because I don't have a good memory. I'm working on the Selena painting for a client. Um, so it's going to be like glow in the dark with like some black light. Um, oh. To it. Okay. Oh, nice. uh -huh. Now, yeah. what what did the client ask specifically? Um, I just finished a portrait of Dolly Parton, and uh, it was like a realistic uh, kind of thing on like a slab of wood. Oh, I'd like love a, to see it. Is it like on a your diagonal? Is that... I, I do post on my Instagram. My Instagram is Design Nerd, and Nerd is spelled with a U. So it's like not a photo. It's like in my story thing. Those like animations. Mm -hmm. So, because um, I'm not done yet, but when I'm actually done, which should be soon, maybe tonight, um, I'll post it. I love that we've had a hair designer on our show, and uh, now an artist, a fine artist, working in uh, what mediums are you working? I actually do wigs too. Um, I'm actually I just did <laughs> oh, wigs for excuse a show me. called <laughs> Dernier Cree. Um, it's in a um, private home. <laughs> Um, and it's like this play where you follow the actors around. 
So it's like one of those interaction yeah. kind of thingies? Mm, you don't interact with them, but they're like right next to you. They're like as uh-huh. close as you are to me. Uh-huh. Um, you could like, sometimes I like smell them, like, you know, their body, their body odor. Right, yeah. right. Do you, um, do you suggest a nice deodorant? No, no, no. I mean, no what's wrong with body odor? I'm just saying they're <laughs> yeah. that close. Right, right. You know, they're yeah. not like stinky, but they, you know, I could smell them. They're sure, like, no That happens that. here sometimes, sir. Yeah, exactly. Raise your hand if you're sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Although it smells pleasant in here right now, it smells great. It always yeah. smells great. Wait, windows, deodorant, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fresh underwear. Uh, yeah, right before I came, actually. Um, oh, you came? Right before I came uh, here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm also I do drag. Um, I'm doing a show at the Sud tomorrow called Puff. It's a marijuana themed drag show. And um, uh, your drag name oh, is now yeah, marijuana is our co-host no, sometimes so, here. So, are you talking about? Oh, Di- I'm talking about cannabis. Yes, oh. Diego goes by Trangela oh. Lansbury. Yeah. Yes. Um, and and so many talents. By DJ Dank. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, that I go back with him. Right, now he yeah. used to do Two Box. Remember Two Box? Oh, yeah. 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 Back in yeah, the day. I, performed, I, I was the alien in one of your numbers. space tranny. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's right. That's when we first met. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I could tell you real. You were like, "What am I doing in this number?" Well, we didn't rehearse. <laughs> um, so that, but it, it came out really good, though, considering. Yeah, it turned out well. Um, yeah. But so DJ Dank. Hey DJ Dank. Hey DJ. Got some, he's got a new show going down at yeah, the at, it's a monthly. Yeah. At the same venue you guys do go bang at. Yes. In fact, if I could take this opportunity, the yeah. party's called Puff, and it's yeah. uh, organized by the Queer Cannabis Club. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which is one of Dan's. Um, um, Dank's uh, wow. organizations he started with friends yeah. and okay. it's been going on for about five to six months it's a pot aficionado queer pot aficionado party mm-hmm. and I'm really excited you'll be performing I in fact am the resident DJ at that, that event right I gave you my music night of on a little flash there you go exactly <laughs> now and when you uh, say it's a what were those words you used d- d- does that mean people smoke pot there uh, one is not allowed to smoke pot in the clubs uh, however the there's lots of pot treats uh, uh, that oh, are yeah. Yes, of that course. are gifted and yeah. raffled off yeah. and also so I've not, not, again not a, I have been there when I've seen a performer light a, light a doobie and you, know, you light a doobie it's just going to get passed around it's going to get passed around but I'm really psyched I didn't connect the dots that you're going to be performing tomorrow there because I, I barely connected them myself <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing tomorrow oh my goodness well it's After not too late to come interview. up I'm going to yeah. go sew the skirt that I am Thinking about making, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. and that's at the stud. Yep. So tomorrow um, is yeah. Thursday. So Thursday nights at the yeah, stud. First something Thursday. to do on Thursday, folks. Looking for something to do. What time does that start, hon? 8, 8 p.m. Yeah. Come on down. Yeah, that's yeah. a good time to, to see, yeah. you know, get high before the show, maybe. Well, in fact, uh, the, the <laughs> show after, so that, so that uh, it's every first uh, Thursday. After that event is a monthly event called Love thrown by Mamadora, Pristine Condition, and... Uh, oh, uh, uh, and, it's all coming around to and, me now. And Ultra. I've, yeah, yes, yeah. I've seen the ads and... Okay. Yeah. So, right. on Thursdays... double whammy. First Thursdays at Stud, it gets stony baloney. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, folks, you heard it here on House of Pride Radio. Uh, so, can we get back to your fine art? That was interesting to oh, me. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Uh, I have a show at Strut for the month of October. Oh, so congratulations. Uh, thanks. Um, it's like illustrations of... Like my version of the X Men, it's they're very uh, like gender fluid. Um, I'm calling them the um, the hard femme X Men X E X. I thought it was like, you know, when you like these powers, you know, is like going to war in high heels. 
Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, okay, well, we could have them all in like military boots, but that's kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. How about we switch it and have everyone in high heels? Oh, cute. So uh, there's that. Um, they're very fetishy outfits. Uh, and yeah, so the whole month, if you if you have an STD, STI, mm-hmm. just look on the walls. That's me. Nice, and um, I actually am a big comic book fan. And one of the one of the one of the reasons I enjoy your work is that I do know that you're also a big comic book fan. Yeah. Um, what kind of drew you to kind of have that be one of the ways that you express yourselves, like that that style of, style of aesthetic? Uh, I've always drawn. I mean, not always. Uh, like X Men number one from 1992 mm-hmm. was a big inspiration. Like the first cover I saw was like Storm. Um, coming at you she's like flying in this like pink sky she looks very drag it's like she's wearing like a silver lame outfit essentially Mm -hmm. it's very it's very rufal cool cool uh yeah so i don't know um my mom is like a curvy over the top woman and i've always appreciated curvy over the top women all right nice i like that oh yes uh as as have i yes Mm. (laughs) um i'm also in october going to be in New York doing a show called Trangerella. So it's like Cinderella, but it's me. Um, so my friend Haley, um, who lives in New York, is playing the poor Cinderella. And, and when she transforms and goes to the ball, it's me. Mm-hmm. But it's the original Grimm um, version where she goes to the ball three times and like this tree gives her these um, dresses instead of like mice making them. Oh, right. Yes. I didn't, like, I'm not like, familiar with the original version. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she like plants like a branch in the ground in her over her like mother's grave. Mm-hmm. And I guess the mother's dying body like gives nutrients oh, to this branch I see. or something. Yeah, it makes grows sense. super fast. Uh-huh. Um and just starts popping out dresses and uh, I put them on. Is is the grim I'm typically uh, I've, I can roll with I've that. found yeah. grim fairy tales tend to get a little bit on the darker side. Uh-huh. Um, well, the I, rotting corpse probably. Well, yeah, well, pretty yeah, dark. Like in the Disney version, when the ugly stepsisters put on the shoe, their foot just doesn't fit. They just uh-huh. have like it's too, too wide of a foot or yeah. too long of like a, a foot. Like a Bordello uh-huh. painting. Uh-huh. In the uh-huh. grim version, um, they one of them chops off her toes, oh, that's and right. the other yeah. one chops off her heel to get mm-hmm. into this mm-hmm. thing. But then you know it's a you glass know, queen, shoe, I've, and there's blood everywhere. I, I right. can see that happening at a drag show. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but the funny uh, thing is, I'm the tallest um, one, and I'm the only uh, like male playing a lady in this oh okay so everyone's feet are significantly smaller than mine so we're gonna have to do <laughs> there goes that yeah, yeah right, yeah. right. what size foot are you um uh, in men's i wear like an 11 and a half so Pretty i was thinking what if we give the girls kind of like ogre feet like yeah. Fake yeah. Ogre feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's a 13 in women's <laughs> but you know if it's an open toe i could squeeze into almost anything right uh-huh. yeah. just don't chop one off no no we need these um, yeah <laughs> How exciting. Um, yeah. All right. Also, I'm doing drag at Spark, which is a cannabis dispensary on the 11th of this month. Oh, neat. Um, is it at what time? So that's from 7 to 9. So we get people free dab samples. It's uh-huh. called Dab Queen. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. An hour into that, we, um, me and my, the guest queen do a performance. Mm-hmm. And then right after, we give people like another hour of dab samples Neat. and so the less people that go the more times you can get in line mm-hmm. so go are, are you yeah. one of the co-hosts or are you a guest um 
I'm like the main queen at the moment, uh-huh. and uh, there's not really you have like, rotating co queens. There's not like a lot of like hosting. It's yeah, people getting stoned, you know, as fuck, mm-hmm. and then yeah. um, <laughs> and then they sit down, they um, enjoy a little show, and then they get stoned some more. Sounds good. I like that. Less less talk, more getting stoned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's the dab sampler? That so, that's a term. Um, <laughs> oh, look at her. Um, my understanding it's that it's a marijuana like kind of like resin concentrate that you freebase um off this thing that kind of looks like a bomb okay yeah so you get a little like metal stick and you get a little bit of the resin and you put it on this really excuse me um hot part of like what looks like a bomb and then you just inhale and then it like vaporizes the um thc in it Hmm. So just much more concentrated. Damn. Yeah. Weed. Like you get very, very yeah. stoned very, very fast. Yeah. That's, and that's how I like it. Yeah. Where, where exactly. may I ask you is Spark? So there's two Sparks. There's one in the hate, but the one we're doing it at um, is the one on Mission between 7th and 8th Street. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, uh, what state? Um, the 11th, which is a Friday. Okay, cool. And it's their 7th anniversary of being in that location so there might be even more surprises oh my goodness nice um yeah all right amen you've got a full (laughs) this is a talented artist in a mist i'm also making costumes for a share themed party for halloween some people for halloween actually yeah um so yeah what is it called I don't even know. It's a private party, I think. Oh. Someone reached out to me that is a a friend of a friend of Martha T. Lipton who turned me on to them. All right. Well, if folks need a share costume, um, again, (laughs) go to Diego Gomez at... Um, It's Design Nerd on pretty much every format Mm -hmm. of social media. There you go. We're going to take a short musical break and be back with Wayne Raj. And Salvador Tova, Evans Tova. Yes. Thank you. All Diego. right. Thank you, Diego. Yay. I was born in the wagon of a traveling show. My mama used to dance for the money they'd throw. Mama would do whatever he could. Preach your little gospel. Sell a couple bottles of Dr. We're already, folks, welcome back to House of Pride Radio, already getting into the the only gay rotary club in the world. Uh, we're talking about what it is, and why don't we uh, let the, the um, master of ceremonies of the gay, or the president of the master. What is, what is, what is the term that one uses for the one in charge of the, the leader? Club? The head. The head. The head. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, we're just a rotary club. Um, I'm the charter president, so we're a brand new club. We're just now uh, defining, you know, our own culture. But we are being promoted in the world of uh, rotary as the first self-proclaimed, um, self-identified LGBTQ um, focused community service, you know, uh, rotary club. 
And what does rotary mean? Well, rotary, the term, thank you for asking. Um, you remembered this question from... Um, Five months ago. What, a few months ago. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the term rotary actually came, uh, rotary started, rotary is the oldest service club in the world and the largest uh, with 1.2 million members in 220 countries, 35,000 clubs. It started in 1905, downtown Chicago by four businessmen who got together. And what they did is they, they rotated offices for their meetings. So each each week it would rotate to a different and that's where the word rotary came from is the rotation of the meeting going from office to office ah, all right. and they're initially uh, were formed for the purpose of networking with each other and then they started giving back um, to the community in the way of service projects so that's how the term so rotary started fabulous and here we are in 2017 with the first gay chapter yes right here and in, the, in San Francisco how perfect is that? Yeah, absolutely. So we have now um, about 30 members, and which is which is a pretty good size Rotary Club, um, and it's it's larger than some other Rotary Clubs even in the Bay Area already, and we're not even chartered yet. Mm. So we're just putting our charter application into Rotary International, and we'll we're already doing projects and um, taking shape, and we just formed a board and had our election. So. Uh, we're, we're looking to find out what the community needs, and we have identified some areas of interest of our, of our club members that are very passionate about um, LGBT youth in particular. Oh, so we're going cool. to be definitely focusing on anything we can do to support the LGBT-specific um, youth population in the Castro and in San Francisco. And we're looking at, you know, projects for helping kids that are kicked out of their homes or, you know, just on the streets now, homeless um, teenagers yeah. and so on. So we're looking to, one of the things we're going to, we're, we're partnering with, um, going to be partnering with hopefully supervisor of uh, District 8, Jeff Sheehy, who's, um, also has some plans on helping LGBT youth and we're going to be partnering with him and some of his plans and hopefully we have the idea of um, of forming a an event on the Friday before the Pride weekend specifically for youth because there doesn't exist there's nothing that uh, currently exists in the first of all there's nothing in the Castro period on the pride weekend everything's in Civic Center and so we want to bring um, the pride celebration to the Castro but we want to we want to focus on youth and like a youth stage not necessarily on alcohol and partying and yeah. the loudest music we can find but but more on what can we do to support the youth right right that should be great yeah and this is actually a a um an idea that's been spearheaded by Tony Rogue and Jeff uh, Blasick, who are the owners of Hot Cookie. Oh, yummy. Uh -huh. Yeah. So they're very, very supportive, and they're also members, they're charter members of our Rotary Club. Do they bring hot cookies to the meeting? Yes, yes. <laughs> Last night they brought a huge, huge chocolate rotary wheel cookie that and they labeled it castro rotary and it was really fun so what 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 i mean what percentage of, of businesses in 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 the castro area have people who are involved in in, in this rotary club or in, in, in a rotary club i'd like to have more um we have it's not that the businesses it's not a business organization um it's you know we we do things to support the 
the people sure, in the community. Sure. Um, we would love to have, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, seeking to meet the business owners mm -hmm. in the Castro and specifically, um, I have my own business in the Castro, I'm Castro podiatry as a foot doctor. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so um, where's that located? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, thank you for asking. Uh, Castro podiatry, um, is on the corner of 18th and Collingwood. 4218th Street. It's in the building that used to be called the Martin DePores Medical Building. It's oh, right. I know exactly right where that is. Kitty corner to the to edge. To. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and how does one make stuff. an appointment with you? Um, just call me or go to Castro <laughs> castropodiatry.com. You can contact me there or you can call me, um, email me. All right. Yes. So slightly switching gears, <coughs> Miss. I correct me on what the title is that you are. It's my, the uh, Mr. SF Leather August edition of the calendar, right? Bare chest calendar. Boom. That's bare right. chest calendar. Bare chest calendar. In yeah. his spare time. Sorry, you are yeah. covering it up. In my off time. Managed yes. to win a title, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So actually, yeah. actually, we just launched the 2018 bare chest calendar uh -huh. this uh -huh. Saturday at the DNA Lounge, and our uh, esteemed colleague who is joining us here, Sal. Um, provided uh, the um, fabulous decorative <laughs> balloons. Oh, nice. And we did balloons. We had oh, a large blue balloon with a heart on it, and then we had chains coming down that are actually zeros, but we turned them into chain links. It's pretty awesome. Oh, that's that's yeah. cool, yeah, Sergio. So cool. Yeah, it is. Did you have to... I'm sorry. I did, did, was that a specially designed balloon? Um, well, it's especially crafted. I mean, you talked about artists being here. It's yeah. just thinking about you have a zero and like oh, chains, and you want to think outside the box and talk about the leather community, so we just randomly got together with a couple of designers and we created that. So that's been one of our Damn, that's ones. cool. This is the kind of business that Salvador has where you can just, you know, have an idea and then, you know, develop it. Well, yeah. I'm not sure if uh, we've, everyone has has heard yet what your business is, if you want to fill us in on that. Got it. Well, and we, uh, I, my business is called Sparky's Balloons and our tagline is you dream it, we, we blow it. <laughs> Oops! Right, you, got, you, got, you got people excited. You have a lot of power in those lungs because the microphone just flew off its connections. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been, we've had it for about seven years now, and it all started with the dare. Actually, in the Castro, as a matter of fact, on yeah. 16th and and Market Street, it was it was Valentine's Day. My business partner at the time, Ryan, and I were thinking about this adventure, and I said, "All right, let's do it." In four hours, we quadrupled our money. I sold the the balloons right at the corner, and. And it was pretty awesome. So since then, we've had a store in the Castro, and we since closed down. But we will be back in the Castro. Coming that's back. One of our, that's one of yeah, our goals. Right now, you're out in the avenues. Correct. We're in, we're in the inner Richmond right now, and now we're doing more emphasis on design work. So large sets. In fact, I just came back from Boise, Idaho, which I, we got commissioned to go do a large Candylands theme. Oh, wow. There. Oh my God, yeah. you must have been in heaven. How, oh. how large? How large are we talking? We, uh, over four thousand balloons were installed Damn. for this whole thing. So we created yeah. a whole backdrop of a castle. We had trees with candy canes in them and candies and I love it awesome. so you must have a, a, a nice team of creative minded folks working yeah, for you. Uh, yeah. my husband and I <laughs> are the main, main designers but the rest of them are still at the store so people yeah. can call in and it's, it's been pretty amazing mm -hmm. and we, we've just allowed ourselves to be more creative when it comes to the concepts that, that we do um, you just give us a, a theme and we start coming up based on on your budgets awesome and let's just tell the folks what your rep website is oh yeah so you can go out to sparkiesballoons.com in the next month actually we're re reinventing the site
site, so you're going to see a lot more of interactions. My husband's a millennial, so he's all about look and feel and touch. Like I want to see the product that I'm actually um, I'm actually ordering. So mm. as you start ordering the balloons, the colors will change. You'll be able to see that image oh, of the balloon yeah. and, and order it. All right. Well, we we are. Wow! Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just thinking what you said. The millennial children, yeah, they like to what touch oh and feel. It's, um, been, it's been very well, Yeah, like he likes to touch and feel. All uh, right. So, so basically, not to get too far off track, but you designed the balloons for Wayne's uh, for, calendar contest, correct? Well, for the Bare Chest Calendar, which is a fundraiser for AIDS Emergency Fund and Positive Resource Center. Yeah. And so we had the we had the big big muscle. Uh, party. We were part of the Big Muscle Party at DNA Lounge um, oh, this nice. year for the first time. Mm, they, we, nice so it, the the party was really for the Big Muscle, but we they allowed allowed us to join them this cool. year, uh-huh. and um, we we raised uh, I believe almost fifteen thousand dollars in that oh, in that one party yes. on Saturday afternoon. Yes. We unveiled the uh, twenty eighteen calendar. Um, and I'm Mr. August. Is that the where you, they unveiled your month, the winner? Yes. No, no, no. We we knew which month we were. Um, that was at the finals in May. Oh, okay. In May, um, which was also at the DNA Lounge. That when the final competition, they actually revealed who was on the calendar in which month um, during so that. What is an example of some of the other duties that Mr. August has to um, uphold? Well, we basically um, we basically are uh, spokespeople for the the calendar and for AIDS Emergency Fund and Positive Resource Center and we we educate the community on what what these particular philanthropies are doing AIDS Emergency Fund provides exactly what it says emergency funds financial assistance to people living with HIV and AIDS that are in um, financial kind of emergency people get kicked out of homes and things that they yeah you know. they some years they're writing checks up to ten thousand um, dollars for individuals that um, that need help and the Positive Resource Center is the only LGBT specific um, counseling center that providing counseling for people living with HIV and AIDS or at risk of HIV and AIDS that that helping them find whatever resources uh, can be helpful for them that they, they qualify for. Uh, how long has the Bear Chest Calendar been going on for? Do you know? Great question. Uh-huh. So this year is a, I believe the thirty third year. Nice. It started originally as a fund as a a fundraiser at the Stud. Hmm. Which was mentioned earlier by Diego. Everything, it, everything gravitates back to the stud. Yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah, everything goes back to the stud. And I love that place. Um, and thank God they're they're still still keeping it yeah, alive down absolutely. there. Yeah. But the calendar. So so this year we have a thirteenth um, calendar man because he's the four hundredth oh, calendar wow. man, and uh-huh. so we voted to have an extra person. So we have one one guy for each month mm. and then a cover guy a Claude Milligan who's mm. an awesome guy and he's on the cover um, very provocative photo of on the cover course, as every month has yes. yeah. so those calendars he's also I believe the youngest guy on the calendar so uh, he's uh, really he's really hot so correct me if I'm wrong so because um, I've, I've I've been around many of these um, being the IDJ Powerhouse often I've been lucky to, to observe many of the of the events every yeah. year leading up to the calendar we have the different contestants from yes. Bare Chest uh, doing fundraisers this yes. is a, w- a way so, to, it's not just the calendar but the, right. every year surrounding it right everything we do is 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 about uh, fundraising for the cause of the AIDS Emergency Fund and Positive Resource Center, and now Baker Places. So it's mm-hmm. now that the three agencies are are forming an alliance, and this is a very um, important um, alliance that's happening. It's they have a budget of twenty one million dollars annually. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think uh, seven million or something like that is it is for the AIDS Emergency Fund and Positive Resource Center, and the rest is for Baker Places. And Baker Places does a lot of they own properties and do um, all kinds of like I believe um, halfway house type. Uh, counseling and um, substance abuse programs and so on. And, and what is the advice uh, way that people can go and buy the calendar if they haven't already? So calendars are $25. They can be ordered at barechestcalendar.com. Um, they can be uh, purchased and ordered from any um, any of the calendar guys. Uh, mm. You can, And what you can do is you can order it with... Um, you can order it signed by each one of each oh, each yeah. calendar guy. So we have signing parties. We on Saturday morning we met. We had to be down at the AIDS emergency fund office 10 a.m. on Saturday and signing calendars for like an assembly line for two hours. Yeah, we sit around a big table and we just you know we have. Um, so when you order a calendar, you can say, okay, I want it dedicated to blank, and you put in whatever name you want the calendar dedicated to, and then that's who will sign it to. And then you have the option also of saying if you want, um, quote, unquote, clean or ah, dirty. Uh-huh. So, well, uh, you know, what's the ratio there? <laughs> Those um, <laughs> what's, what's your favorite way to sign the calendar? Um, so, my, so, <laughs> so my photo um, – is me standing in front of my Harley Davidson motorcycle with the Bay Bridge in the background, and so um, sometimes I'll sign it, you know, "Hop on Daddy's Hog," you know, "quote unquote Hog." Uh, oh, I like yeah, that. That should like be a T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's your month. It's August, August second already. So this yeah, is it. Oh, but I'm right. next year. Yeah. So Shine bright like a diamond, yeah. baby. Next year, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and do you have um, a calendar hanging in your doctor's office? Uh, I do not yet. We haven't gotten our. We have not given. We have not been given our calendars yet. So we just. They just printed the first three hundred copies. Um, they're going to print twelve hundred copies. Well, they did the first printing of three hundred, and we've signed uh, most of those. And so we'll go from there. And but we're signing them as people are ordering them. And I like the fact that it's an easy website to remember. Barechestcalendar.com. Barechestcalendar. Right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. So he's working on triple pla triple play platform he's got his doctor's business folks go visit him in the castle if you have an ailing foot or two uh, <laughs> please and, uh, and they're looking for folks to um get involved with your rotary chapter yep. here in san francisco uh did we say what the web page was for that i don't know let's let's say it again if we have an rotary so our web page is a little complicated, but um, we don't have we we use Club Runner. We go through this database called Club Runner, which Rotary clubs sign up for. But the Rotary, you can go to rotary.org and find out all about Rotary International. Mm -hmm. And our district website is Rotary fifty one fifty, which is kind of a fun number yeah. if you know anything is, about mental is there health. A Facebook page for the yeah, behavioral health. Which but, way um, do, do you prefer people to get find out more about this chapter? Actually, if if you're if you're um, wanting to find out about us. I um, suggest people jo go to join our meetup group. We have an unlimited oh, number group. of people that can. We, if we have a, a meetup um, page, and you can go to meetup.com and find Castro Rotary Club. Also, if you're on Facebook, we have a Facebook page, ah. and we post everything on Castro Rotary on Facebook. Castro Rotary. That's Castro, it. Castro Rotary. Rotary. All right. Yeah. Fabulous.
Um, well, uh, Salvador, I feel like so. you have so much you want to say. Sally, I haven't tried to get Sally to come, and but he's so busy and he's yes. you know doing so many things, and you know not everybody's schedule fits in exactly. We meet our Rotary Club meets on Tuesdays, and Sal is on is on the cheer, SF cheer, That's right. and he's super awesome at that. And I, I know because we used to um, work out at the gym together and and do body pump and all that kind of fun oh, stuff. Oh, nice, hot. And Sal's a cheerleader, and so. They practice on Tuesday nights, so he's had a he's had a scheduling conflict. But we've been talking about how can we get how can we get Sal involved in Rotary, and he yeah. definitely wants yeah. to. Cool. Uh, I'm signing up, soon. right? Yeah. He's signing up, <laughs> signing up. Soon. I think you may have folks signing up right at this very moment. Uh, folks listening to us, uh, quick sidebar: in just a few minutes, we're going to be having that interview with the, the legendary uh, Mickey Dolans from the group The Monkeys. You awesome. remember them? I'm yep. a believer. Mm-hmm. They dream believer. Um, he is coming to town to perform at Feinstein's, Feinstein, Feinstein's at Nichols. Uh-huh. Uh, um, and he's going to tell us all about it. Cool. Yeah. I like the venue, and I'm a fan of the monkeys and of his. Awesome. Yeah. So am I. Salvador, you're newly married. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To a millennial, yes. even. Yes. Oh, wait, is it commiserations? That's what I've heard sometimes. <laughs> no, it's been fun. It's been great. It's, uh, it, was, it was a transition from being an emperor and the next day getting married, and I will never do that again. Well, you only get married once, right? But it's, it's, the, it's the thought of you have this big, uh, this big coronation that's happening. You're stepped down. The new monarchs are coming in. For those that don't know, I, was, I am Emperor 44 after Norton in the San Francisco Imperial Court, and we had our coronation the next day. I was crazy and decided to get married, and, and it's been about, actually, this is going to go on six months in August. When does your reign for emperor end? It's so I will always be an emperor. Oh yes, but I'm no longer reigning. So oh, because I feel like you are still somehow. <laughs> it feels like it. It feels well, like the. It, it does because like, it's like because you just continue going on. It's about what you make out of it, right? And, and Mama Jose continued to be uh, empress and uh, one of, of of the Americas. You're, and, you're number forty four now. Who's number forty five right now? There, is, well, there is no forty five yet. So oh. we have a reigning. They don't get their number actually until oh, the night of coronation. So ah, okay. the emperor. Emperors get a, get a chance to vote whether or not you do get your ring. I, I did you get my do. ring. You're wearing it right now. <laughs> well deserved. Well Thank deserved. you. Thank you. It was, a, it was a bit of a fight to get it. I didn't know if I was, but it um, is it, it gold. Yeah, it's gold. Yeah, it's really heavy too. And uh, the, the beauty of it is the fact that uh, when you come to do something like this, it's a volunteer thing, right? I mean, you're you're, you're actually a lot not of, an emperor. A lot of hours. Correct. And then there's there's trials and tribulations of how it used to be done and how you want to do it. Uh, some great information that was given to me was you get one year to do it and you get and in that those that year you get 365 days so each of those days you can only say you were emperor that day you're reigning emperor that day so i made a choice to make it my own year and make a difference and tell the story so so after february we we step down we have the new reignings that are in here it's nick hunter and mercedes monroe they're the new emperor and empress of oh, san that's francisco right. yes hey and what my big thing was to telling our story and actually it was here that i was able to get to the, the chance to tell that story and lo and behold someone heard and we got uh, we got the the museum the Oakland Museum of California to actually have a whole exhibit on the Imperial Court of San Francisco good what, job I, I didn't have a chance to see when, when, when was that and so it, it was about four months ago it just ended uh, actually uh, in July oh no uh, July 27th I believe was the a last lot of, day a lot of people go to oh yeah did, did, Diego you, you mentioned that you'd gone yeah, to see it giant oh, cool. tiaras nice caves giant tiaras the, like portraits of all the um, emperors and was Mercedes' like, head under one of those tiaras? 
Um, well, not her actual hat. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, they had they had their picture because it's because they're raining, right? So they don't have they don't get a number yeah, until the end. They have to but, wait. Yeah, but we all, it was awesome. We got a, a a bus that came in from San Francisco that took us out there, oh, and we so were all neat. in our regal. Were there any wax yeah. figures? Uh, no, <laughs> no wax figures. But they really took this serious. I mean, they went and took like a lot of the the historical artifacts that were there, and you see some of those, mm-hmm. right? And some of Mama Jose's old things there, and some of them were That's made out cool. of. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were just made out of like felt some, and, and you can see yeah. some of the glue but it's that's what started then right yeah, and then now yeah. look at it I mean people are actually uh, purchasing costumes or that's my daily wear that's mm. what I was going to say uh, and, 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 uh. and getting involved and getting active with it and telling the story and that was one of my biggest things is getting and making sure that we were able to tell our story preserving the history and, and telling the story correct and then with and then with that the LGBT museum or, yeah, the LGBT historic society is now pushing to get us a museum that, that's, oh. that was the other big thing oh. Oh, well, getting great. a museum would be great and, be and she could benefit from that oh yeah definitely because we have the 50 years of fabulous yeah, that's going she, out she there needs too. that finance and launched oh yeah you know. yeah. Um, yeah so that's been kind of good so then then going into the marriage we got to get married five months ago mm-hmm. or six it's going to be six months ago six it's months time flies huh yeah, yeah I can't believe that it's 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 been fun it's a, it's yeah. a different it's a different mindset right because it's usually like I'm used to what I want to do and yeah. now it's like oh what do we oh, want right, to do right right <laughs> how long were you together Teamwork, before you baby. got married uh, we won't go there but I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, no, oh. I'm just kidding. Actually, <laughs> we uh, no, like that. Uh, no, it's uh, we actually made a completed a year on August 30th or um, July 30th was the year World that we've oh, known cool, each other. Cool. So yes, we were like lesbians. Actually, faster than them, right? We got that. U-Haul there you go. And, we got the U-Haul the second the second day. <laughs> it it's kind of one of those things where you know if you know what you want, you go for it, right? Take yeah. that risk, right? Yeah. I could have either said, oh, let's just go ahead and wait, or jumped into it and said, hey, this is the, the best thing that that can yeah. happen to me, or you say, you know. I would. I. Why did I wait? Why did I wait? Well, let's do a shout out to your other half. Yep. So, hey, Mike. Uh, Mike, Mike Evans Tovar. Yeah, he's out uh, actually at the tech shop making ju- making designer jewelry for drag queens and uh, for emperors as well. Everyone's so creative, Sergio. I can't take I, it. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's very. It's always very inspiring to be. What a fabulous city friends. we live in, still, yes. even though the walls are crumbling around us to some extent. <laughs> <laughs> There's still a fabulous people making fabulous. That's the art. We're, we're, that's what the texture of life. Yes, totally. We live that's in a city that city. has so many artists, and 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 that's the trying that's to hang beauty. on. <laughs> that's it. That is trying to hang on. In fact, I was out in Reno where my designer makes all of my uh, costumes, yeah. and he was talking. He moved out from from here. Actually, it's a oh, shout out to Sister Bella. To Reno, Sister Bella. Hello. Yeah. She makes all my outfits and so forth. And we were talking about how a lot of the artists from San Francisco are no longer here. She said she looked back, and a lot of her friends keep moving. But it's taking that element of San Francisco into another area or another city and being able to produce what we do here right, and, right. and tell them and, and showcase like what, what people that, who live in a community full of like-minded individuals, what they can do. Mm-hmm. And that's actually one of the things that I enjoyed and kind of related to what you're saying about, about the fact, about the about being a part of the Imperial Court, that it's uh, throughout the country yeah. and that gives people the opportunity to come together under that un, under that under doing something for the court and builds community Correct. so it's not just a San Francisco thing it's a national it's an international and it, it is international in fact there's there's over 60 uh, uh, branches of this in Canada US and Mexico uh-huh. and each one of them throw their coronations in fact while we were in Boise that was one of the coronations that we did over mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. so the Empress stepped down and then two new monarchs stepped up they're going on their 40th year 
So it's going. It's wow. very historical. Awesome. Big organization, and again, the the uh, the common denominator is that these organizations raise money for good causes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the Rotaries. You know, for example, and you guys. And yeah. In fact, we gave money to the AIDS Emergency Fund last year as well. They Thank were they you. were one of our beneficiaries, and with SheraSF, SheraSF uh, doing with Shanti, I believe, which is affiliated or was affiliated with with them as well. And yeah. um, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe every year the monarchs get to decide what the beneficiary is for that year. Is that am I correct on that? That's correct. What, who are the current beneficiaries for this current uh, court year? So I know one of the big emphasis is on on uh, suicide prevention. So oh, that one, and then cause, and then cause. and then trans uh, trans rights. So I don't know oh, the exact hmm. the, the specific uh, beneficiary, but I know those right. are the two causes that they're raising money for. Well, I'm glad I'm glad to hear that. I yeah. sh- I sh- I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up so I know. So I should I should have known it already. <laughs> I'm gonna know it by the time I look it up. <laughs> All right then. Awesome. Yeah. Wow, it's fabulous to see you again. Yeah, like have you back. Yeah. Come back more yeah. often. Definitely. Um, so we are going to uh, segue into having that interview with Mickey Dolans. Now cool. he, yeah, he's coming uh, this weekend to perform on Friday the uh, the fourth and Saturday the fifth at Feinstein Feinstein's. Sorry, I, I never knew exactly how to pronounce Feinstein. Feinstein's or Feinstein's at the Nico. Who? Anyone know? I would say Feinstein if yeah, it's the same. If it says, you know, we're going to go to Feinstein. Feinstein is Senator. Folks, Feinstein. go to Mick, uh, Mickey Dolan's website or uh, Feinstein's website to purchase tickets. I think there's a few left. It's, it's they may some of the one of the shows may be sold out, but last I heard there were some left. So if you're interested in seeing a legend perform his cabaret act here in the city, mm, uh, I'm excited. Then for that. you should go. Um, so for me, I love. I love all things about the 60s and summer of love. I know and you that. do. As you know, I've been like going off on it, even though I wasn't part of it at the time. Uh, but the whole city is celebrating summer of love. So this is uh, just a, another example of the theme that House you, Pride's been You are to. beaming, Tweeka, about this upcoming interview. Um, before we do that, let's say last thoughts. Uh, I have one last thought. Yeah, August nineteenth, the Sundance uh, Saloon is um, is partnering with the Bear Chest Calendar Ooh. Men, and we're having a fundraiser, um, which is a dance-a-thon, and it's going to be oh, out on that Jane Warner Plaza, which is right on the corner of Castro and Seventeenth Street, where the yeah. F car turns Good place around. There. So we're talking about line dancing. Line, it's. Um, Country Western Dancing, so it'll be, okay. it will probably, it will, and boogie, folks. yeah, we do the two-step, uh, we do line dancing, mm-hmm. we do a Electric very style. fun um, a front-to-back dance called uh, the Shadow Dance, which is my favorite. Somebody going to slip um, in the wobble? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we're, we're, that's a fundraiser coming up, and this is, last year we raised $10,000, and we split it between the Sundance organization which is a 501c3 who gives to different charities every year and uh, and the bear chest calendar which mm-hmm. supports age emergency Sweet. fund and positive resource center sergio i would love the dj in that square that would be I didn't fantastic know you could do too. that yeah but now we've le- we're learning something new today is it too late to have a summer of love party there <laughs> yes you can sign up with the cbd and, and get out there and do you know do stuff they have they every weekend there's a different mm-hmm. all right yeah, different groups out there every weekend and with uh, different entertainment. On I that. love it. Jane Warner Plaza. Follow you up on that, but yeah. folks, yes, go to that. Support the cause, Diego, or just come watch and just come dance with us. It's okay. a dance, we'll do. We'll do. From one to three. Last thoughts, honey. Um, actually, relating to your causes and stuff, I actually am working on a comp book called 1963. is not an end, but a beginning. And Jose Saria is in the October section of it. The oh. whole comic is like it's 24 pages, so every month of the year gets two pages. Um, and I have him singing that song that he, they would sing outside the Black Cat 
Uh, the God Save Us Nelly Queens. Yes. Yeah. God Save yeah, Us Nelly Queens. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the Black Cat, which Jose Sorry used to work at, got its uh, liquor license taken away, I think, the night before Halloween. And mm-hmm. Halloween was like their big money making um, holiday. Uh-oh. Um, so they ended up just not serving alcohol that night, but hmm. kept it open anyway. Uh, but I think closed maybe like a month later or mm. something like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's a historical comic. Check it out. Half of it has been published in this comic called Alphabet, the LGBTQAI anthology. All right. Yeah. That Fabulous. sounds great. I'm going to talk to you more about that after the fact because that sounds like something I'd love to love to get a hold of. Cool. All right. And Sergio, we can catch you at a big Go Bang party. Oh, yeah. So this Saturday is Go Bang. It's a party that me and Steve Fabus and Prince Wolf do every first Saturday for the past eight years at the Stud. Uh, it's Go the Bang stud number 103. <laughs> Go Bang oh, wow. number 103. Um, also, this Friday, I'm playing at Rorschach. It's every first Friday at the Eagle. It's dark and stormy and sexy drag hosted by Johnny Rocket and Rita Danbrook. And tomorrow, alongside with Trangela Langeberry, Lansbury and DJ Dank. I'll be doing Puff at the Stud. Queer pot smoking artistic types. Oh, wow. And if you haven't had enough fun, by Friday, the Rotary Club, the Rotary Club of San Francisco Castro will be at a party called Stank at Powerhouse. And we'll... And um, manager Scott Peterson there has given Mm -hmm. us... uh, a venue where we're, we're going to help them sell Jello shots, and then he gives Thank us part of the shots. part of the proceeds yes. goes to the Rotary Club. So Thank every God Friday, you come shots. on out to Stank. Yes, a powerhouse on yeah. Friday. Yeah, Friday the fourth. Mm-hmm. What flavor? <laughs> Taste of the rainbow. <laughs> Pick a flavor. All Jello right, shots. Folks. Yeah. Hey, so, what are you doing, Tweeka Turner? I we have should know no about. idea. Trying to get through this interview. All right, let's do, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, oh, so let's set things up for this interview with uh, legendary uh, Mickey Dolans from the group, Yay. The Monkeys. Now, you guys remember the show, The Monkeys. He was the yep. drummer yeah. in the yeah. series, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This is an example of when it was a Hollywood concept where, where what actually happened was the TV series, the, the performance became more famous, became reality with the fantasy. They yeah, isn't that over. cool? That, that, pr- cool? that probably was one of the first shows that did that, that kind of, that, where that dynamic kind of happened. Or it might be arguably one of the, one of the early reality series. Yeah. yeah, reality show. Yeah. 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 And so everyone recognizes the monkey's music now as a, it's left such an impression on American culture and maybe worldwide culture. So we're going to get right into it. Let's set things up with uh, one of their biggest hits. All right. All right, folks. Here we go. Yeah. Then I saw her face Now I'm a believer I her trace Put doubt in my mind I'm in love I'm a believer I couldn't leave her if I tried I thought love was more or less a given thing Seems the more I gave 
celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Summer of Love, and what an honor it is to actually speak to a member of the Monkees who were reigning supreme in the 60s during that period. Uh, how are you? I'm doing very, very well. I've been on the road. I'm kind of beat up. Like the uh, old saying goes, they pay me to travel. I sing for free. Oh, wow. You're, yes, you're in Washington, D.C. Now, I've heard that you have been, like, touring like crazy as a solo artist, which is super exciting to me uh, because you're bringing your act to San Francisco in just a few days. Can you tell us about that and what the audience should um, expect from your, your act? Well, uh, this particular show at, the, at Feinstein's um, it is a cabaret show. It's one I did at uh, Feinstein's 54 Below in New York. Uh, in fact, two or three times already. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's uh, officially, it's called um, uh, a little bit Broadway, a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> um, and I was asked to do it, put together a cabaret show, which I'd never done before. Kind of, uh, frankly, it, it, it sort of scared me, uh, you know. Uh, uh, it's it very, very intimate, the venues. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, you can't, you can't fake it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do any singing to tapes, you know. <laughs> yeah. Which, I, which I've never done anyway, but um, being very intimate and also telling stories about my life and my mother and my father, who were both singers and, and did... Uh, um, big band uh, stuff and musicals, and I have done a lot of musical theater uh, over the years, the last few decades. And then, of course, uh, all my experiences with the monkeys. And so it's a very personal uh, sort of, I don't want to say a total one-man show, but uh, it does have elements of that. It does have elements of my private uh, uh, stories, my, my, my personal life. And, uh, of course, 
the big monkey hits I do, uh, uh, which I love doing, uh, you know, anyway, all the time. Cause, yes. You know, I had writers, you know, you can't you know, believe the writers I had. Neil Diamond, Carol King, and Jerry Goff, and Voice and Heart, you know. Get out of here. You're working with those legends? That's just amazing. Lieber and Stoller. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, they were the ones writing the songs for the monkeys and indeed wrote some songs for the new album we had out called um, uh, Good Times recently. And I also bring along my sister Coco, who's a wonderful, wonderful singer who sings with me all the time. Hey, Coco. On some of the, I'm sorry? Hey, Coco. Shout out to Coco. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Coco. She, um, she sang on some of the original monkey records doing backgrounds, and we do a lot of stuff together now. And um, so it's this sort of celebration of, like I say, a little bit Broadway of, I, and a little bit rock and roll. Some of the Broadway shows that I've done are Hairspray in the West End just recently and uh, Aida, the Elton John, Tim Rice musical on Broadway and Grease on Broadway and uh, the revival of Pippin and Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum. And so... This producer out of New York is actually was the one that said, "I think you could do a cabaret show and uh, at Feinstein's in, um, in 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 New York." And like I say, it it, it kind of scared me because, mm-hmm. boy, you're out there naked and 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 uh, yeah. But I I had such a great time and it was really for me it was a real challenge. You know, it was. It was uh, it was scary and and yeah. uh, you know once in a while you need that to kind of kick you in the butt. Well, you know, I think the concept of your show is just fabulous at this stage in your career because that's what the audience wants to see and hear from you is like your life's work because you've touched millions of people over the course, you know, from the mid '60s to today, and um, I think it's a really good way to engage and bring folks close to you through your art. So I'm super excited about the show and folks listening to us it's uh actually you're, you'll be here at feinstein's at nico's on friday uh august 4th and saturday august 5th so folks want to get tickets you go right now to feinstein's website and purchase those tickets are there any left it might even be sold out already i i've heard that it's it, it, it's getting close if not yeah all right, listening audience, go now and get those tickets for a once-in-a-lifetime experience with the one and only Mickey Dolenz. Um, Mickey, so this so is... Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Thank well, you. you know, I wanted to say it's, it's very interesting to me to hear that you've been in all of these Broadway plays and whatnot because... When I was reading your bio recently, uh, you started out, actually, it was sort of like throwing two balls at the same time, whereas uh, the folks working with you, your producers, got you into the Monkees television show, as well as formating form, formating a band at the same time. So it's sort of like you did two things at one time. Were you always, did you always have it in your mind to be an actor when you were a young kid? No, um, my parents were. I was in the. Bu- they were in the business. Both my parents were actors and singers. So I was born in the business, and essentially, I followed in my father's footsteps. Uh, and, and I wasn't pressured into it. My first television series was uh, a show called Circus Boy on NBC in the fifties, and. But they were never, they never pressured me. It wasn't the typical, you know, Mm -hmm. stage mother thing, eyes and teeth, honey, you know. Uh, (laughs) It was just following in my father's footsteps. After high school, 
after I did the TV show as a kid, and I went back to school in regular public high school. Yeah. After high school, I was going to be an architect. I was in college studying to be an architect and doing little uh, guest shots on TV shows on the side. And my idea was I was going to be an architect, and if I couldn't make it as an architect, I would fall back on showbiz. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. Well, what was the you know major turning point then that got you you know in the, in the doors of the Monkeys TV series? Well, I was auditioning all the time for stuff. Okay, and like I say, mostly as a summer job, but that was pilot season of 1965. And that was one of the shows that I had auditioned for. There were at least three others I remember that were music shows. So it was in the air to do a, a show about contemporary music. One of them was a kind of a, a folk group called like a Peter, Paul, and Mary kind of group. Oh, okay. That was, that mm -hmm. was a show I auditioned for. There was another one like a Beach Boys surfing group. And there was another one like a big uh, folk uh, you know, new Christy minstrels, a mighty wind kind of you know, um, a group, uh, and the monkeys was one. And how about the Partridge family? Did you audition for that one? I'm sorry. <laughs> how about the Partridge family? Did you audition for that? <laughs> well, in a way, but I think that that show, the other one, uh, eventually did become the Partridge family a year or two later. Yeah. Oh, that's gr that's um, great. But the monkeys, I remember it was different, and I remember thinking to myself, boy, I'd really like to get this one. And I did. I got the pilot. Uh, and But I didn't even quit school be, uh, because I knew pilots usually didn't sell. <laughs> right. So I didn't even quit college. I kept, I just took a few days off, did the pilot. And then when they got the order, when the, the series got the first order for the first season, that, that's when I quit school. Awesome. So then you knew you were in for some time with the series. So, well, you never know. But, uh, you know, we were in for 26 episodes for sure. That was the order. In those days, that was the uh, typical order. And then it went to the second season, of course. And then, of course, we, we started touring and going around the world on tour. Uh, doing all those concerts and stuff and you know I, I just feel blessed I just feel blessed to have been part of that project like you said it entertained so many people it made so many people happy and it sure and, did and, yeah and, I, it, and it mm -hmm. did it at a time when people needed a little happiness in their lives there was a lot of heavy stuff going down in the sick I mean I okay so I was only three when the monkeys were on TV but I have to say that even at that age like I when I think back now at this very moment that had a huge impact i don't know what it was i mean i got the i even at three i understood it was like comedy and music and that relationship um really worked at that time and it in my mind it, it definitely left a, re, um, a you know a positive feeling uh with the music and the colors and the, the movement and the jokes so you guys did i mean you really left uh, a mark on american culture with that series little did you know just going in as you said auditioning but uh did it did it come a time when you realized this was an important thing you guys were doing? Yeah, for me personally, I can only speak for myself. Yeah. Um, by the way, I mean, everything I'm, 
I'm telling you is, is just my own personal, of course, uh, you know, yeah. perspective on it. Because um, uh, you know, something like uh, like this is a little bit like Rashomon. <laughs> <laughs> it depends who you're talking to. I didn't really, uh, uh, I didn't really appreciate the impact that it did have until about 20 years later when we had the first reunion tour in 1986. I was living in England at the time, and I was a director-producer of television shows. I wasn't singing, I wasn't acting, no monkey business, no nothing. And in 1986, uh, we were asked, I was asked, uh, do you want to, by a producer, do you want to get back and have our little reunion tour, uh, you know, of the monkeys? And I hadn't spoken to the other guys really in a long time, and I said, yeah, sure. And I, we came back to the States, and. We launched that 86 tour, and it was the biggest tour of that year by anybody. And that's when I kind of went, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) I guess this could be the start of something big. And and, uh, that's when I sort of realized the impact that it that the monkeys has had on the cultural landscape of the United States or the world. It's a very cool thing. And, um, you know, like you mentioned, there was a, you know, it was a really bad time in our country with, with the war and whatnot. And then in 1967, you know, we're, we're actually celebrating San Francisco. It's going at it big time. 50th uh, anniversary of the Summer of Love. It happened, of course, here in San Francisco. Where were you in 67? Were you probably in Europe or something touring or... Uh, we had just started touring, but I'll tell you where I was. I was in Monterey at the Pop Festival oh. in the summer of 67, and that is where I saw this act come on stage, and I tell this story in my in my show. And I was there, you know, seeing The Who and Ravi Shankar and Mamas and Papas and, you know, everybody uh, at Monterey. And I see this act come on stage, and I recognize one of the musicians, and they're all dressed up in these colorful outfits. Uh, Three guys uh, playing this, you know, incredibly wonderful music. And the name of the act, they hadn't really, they weren't really well known at the time. Uh, And the name of the act was the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Ah. And and I uh, said to my producers, uh, you know, they'd make a great opening act for our upcoming tour. And I guess they liked the idea. We liked the idea. And sure enough, uh, Jimi Hendrix was the opening act for the Monkees. Unbelievable, because, you know, he, too, has left this huge legacy for us. Oh, boy. Yeah. Wow. So that that's a whole that's thing great. in itself. Wonderful. He was a wonderful, wonderful guy. He was very sweet. He was quiet, very sort of naive and quiet. Not Not at all like his persona on stage. And, of course, one of the most incredible musicians, uh, you know, of any generation, you know. Yes. Well, you know, uh, yes, absolutely. I mean, I just I just DJed a, uh, a Summer of Love theme party last week and played your monkey's music, the day, Daydream Believer, I'm a Believer, and Purple Haze yeah. in the same party. So, you know, um, were you the kind of guy that wore flowers in your hair in, in 67? Uh, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy uh, on the set filming the television show and then being in the studio recording and then rehearsing for the tour. And, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of time to, frankly, I didn't have a, a whole lot of time to, to, to party and to get crazy because I was working 18 hours a day for, yeah. the, uh, for the most part. Um, 
but you know the monkeys was a very different kettle of fish than than say you're you know everybody says it all was like the beatles but it really wasn't it was much more like uh, the marx brothers mm-hmm. uh, th- than the beatles uh, the, the closest thing i think that's come around uh with the same sort of paradigm would be something like Glee, which is this television show about a, a Glee club. Right. Well, the Monkees was a television show about a, a rock band that wanted a, wanted to be the Beatles. <laughs> and on the television show, we never made it. It was always the struggle for success that was uh, what drove the um, what drove the narrative. Really, was the struggle for success. And I think that's one of the reasons it spoke to all those kids around the world is, uh, you know, they were in their basements and garages and living rooms, uh, you know, uh, rehearsing and playing and trying to be uh, the Beatles. And that's what the Monkees was about. It's cool that uh, fantasy um, reality, you know, kind of went beyond fantasy. And now the Monkees music is considered. It, it, absolutely. <laughs> Mike Nesmith always said that uh, when we went on tour, it was like Pinocchio becoming a real little boy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, I'm getting this sense of, about you that you are very disciplined and uh, a true professional in, in the arts and music. Um, you must get that uh, somewhat from your, your parents from, with their yes. yeah, being successful. Successful. Yes, yes, I did. I, yeah, like I say, born in the business. And <clears throat> so I always, you know, uh, uh, and they were very level-headed, sort of down-to-earth kind of kind of people. We never lived in the Hollywood, the Hollywood lifestyle, uh, uh, Beverly Hills typical, you know, sort of cliched Hollywood lifestyle. We lived on a ranch, you know, and had horses and chickens and stuff. And, and I was off, I'd go off every day and... Uh, you know, film an episode of, of Circus Boy, my, that series. And on the weekends, my father said, you have to clean the pool. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was, um, uh, yeah, very down to earth. Two worlds. <laughs> um, so uh, you have a family, is that correct? Oh, I have uh, uh, four lovely children. I'm currently married and uh, have four kids. Just became a grandfather for the first time. And, Congratulations. Uh, uh, and a couple of my uh, my, my kids are uh, uh, in showbiz, have been. And uh, But again, you know, no, we, uh, we don't push it. It's, it's, it's no... Uh, there isn't any of any of that going on. No, but I, I love the I love the idea that now that would represent you know the third generation of your family. Uh, what what are they doing? What aspects of show business? Well, my oldest uh, Amy uh, w- did very very well as an actress uh, in the eighties uh, and nineties, uh, and she's now uh, studying uh, getting a degree in art. Uh, she's illustrating children's books. Oh, cool. um, and my youngest just finished the Groundlings, a very famous improv group in Los Angeles. Her name is Georgia, and she uh, is just uh, produced and uh, wrote, created, produced uh, her own uh, internet pilot. She's uh, uh, an actress, a comedian, and uh, is doing quite well uh, in Los Angeles. Wow, that's um, awesome. Congratulations yeah. on the success of your family. And the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree here is an example. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's see. Uh, yes, you're coming up for this. Uh, it seems like you've been traveling almost every day. I mean, have you been touring even? Why are you in Washington, D.C.? Is that 
part of the. Uh, I'm actually in here uh, uh, at the birth of my first grandchild. Oh, okay. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, that's that's lovely. And I'm going uh, to uh, see you guys on. Uh, I leave on Thursday. I've been touring pretty constantly. Last year was huge with the monkeys, with Peter Tork and myself and Mike Nesmith before that. Yes, and oh, and of course, we would do shout out to Davy Jones, who's passed away recently, not too yeah. long ago. Yeah, um, we miss him, but we, we, we've had a couple of, couple of successful years touring. Yeah. Uh, this year is mostly by myself, just doing my solo show, Mickey Dolan's, uh, and um, uh you know, you, you know, the way I look at it, you never know. I just got to, you got to follow the fish because the fish ain't going to follow you. Um, you know, I've learned that too. You, you do have to kind of do it yourself and then everything else falls into place. Um, when you do your, the show, like the one you're going to be doing here in San Francisco, do you, what instruments do you play? Uh, I only play guitar on this particular show. Uh, sometimes on a monkey show or other times I will also play the drums, but in an intimate uh, <clears throat> uh, cabaret show, I, I, I just tend to play a little bit of guitar, mostly singing. Mm -hmm. And because the music is more, uh, like I mentioned, you know, more intimate, you yes, know, cabaret yeah. kind of style. And there'll be like four instruments um, and, uh, and my sister uh, singing with me and <clears throat> uh, and the songs like I mentioned are half rock and roll songs and half Broadway musical songs and I do songs that that I remember my mother singing walking around the house and and my father singing when he was auditioning for some musical and uh, and I tell little stories about all that oh very cool so what's an example of some you know a song that your mom and dad performed that you'll be forming well i remember I, I distinctly remember and i tell the story of my dad who was a uh, uh he sang light opera which um like mario lanza you know mm -hmm. Pinza, you know uh, kind of stuff and I remember distinctly him walking around the living room in his underwear singing Some Enchanted Evening. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, perfect. And, and I was like, Dad, that is so gross. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a great story. So it sounds like he had a great evening. sense of humor. <laughs> you will see a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. And my mom doing... Big band stuff and and Billy Holiday stuff and I do a song I remember my mom singing a Billy Holiday song and uh, and uh, you know that kind of stuff about my family and then stuff that I remember hearing as uh, as a kid but also in some of the shows that I have I've been in and some of the shows I love and some of the uh, uh, Broadway audition pieces that I've used to get other shows. <laughs> yes, uh, well, you know, one of the most popular recent shows is uh, on TV is Teen Idol. Um, you've been working with some of the talent from that show? Which show? Um, oh, you've been working recently with Mark Lindsay? Oh, yes, yes. Um, we, we, we're doing a couple of shows this year. Um, a, a thing called 50, it's actually called 50 Summers of Love. Oh. And it is Mark Lindsay and I uh, uh, doing a, uh, it's, it, we've only done a couple of shows so far and it's really very cool. It's us on stage, both together, uh, the whole show, 
rather than a typical compilation show where one act comes out and does their 20 minutes and the other act comes out and does their 20 minutes, Mark and I decided we want to do something where we're out there like the Rat Pack. We're out there together the whole time. And we sing each other's songs, too. And we talk about the songs, and we we throw it back and forth. And um, it's really evolving. And we've only done, like I say, we've only done a couple of them. And it's really evolving into a very interesting uh, uh, show, I think. Uh, you, you know, it's a diff- very different way of being able to hear these. Because, of course, Mark Lindsay and the Raiders had huge hit songs. And, of course, I did with the Monkees. And it's and and we do a bit of you know chat and shtick and a back and forth and kind of I don't know Martin and Lewis meets Rowan and Martin or I don't know something. (laughs) It sounds like a great combination. So uh, love to see that. Um, You know what I'm interested. You said you were back in the day when you were you went to college for you know to study architecture. Did you when did you learn how to play musical instruments? My first instrument was the uh, guitar. It was classical guitar, mm-hmm. uh, Se- Segovia kind of stuff. Um, and, I, you know, I was very young, like 10, 10 years old, about the time I started uh, Circus Boy, maybe a little little before that. And I started playing uh, Spanish guitar. My father had uh, introduced me to it, and I really loved it, and I studied and took lessons and stuff. And I got pretty good for, a, you know, a kid. Yeah. And and then um, I, in high school, I would take my little guitar to uh, uh, parties, and and the um, I'd start playing, you know, via Lobos or something, and, and the girls would say, "Do you know any Kingston Trio?" <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, I'll be right back." <laughs> And then I started doing hang down your head, dumb dooley. Um, <laughs> Necessity is the mother of invention. Started, <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. And so I started getting invited to more parties <laughs> uh, so I could sit there and play, you know, Kingston Trio and Peter, Paul, and Mary. And that was early 60s, and, and I started doing folk music. And then that sort of morphed into... Uh, you know, uh, uh, rock and roll, and then eventually uh, I had cover bands. I started uh, singing and playing in cover bands, doing rock and roll stuff. My audition piece for the Monkees was uh, Johnny Be Good by the late, great Chuck Berry. Ah, so when did you start playing the drums? Because wasn't your character the drummer in the Monkees, or did I get that wrong? Well, I was cast. I was cast as, as this wacky drummer in in the monkeys and uh they uh, i remember the day they told me they said okay you're going to be the drummer and i said but uh, i play guitar and they said that's all right we have enough guitar players <laughs> uh you're going to be the drummer i said fine where do i start and i started taking lessons and you know i wasn't starting from square one i i had been a musician i right. uh, i could read music and and I'd sat down and played around on, on the kit, uh, you know, uh, when I was in these cover bands. But my attitude was, you know, you're casting me as the wacky drummer in a rock and roll band, and okay, I'm, I'll be the wacky drummer. So over time, did you actually get good at it then? I'm sorry? Over time, uh, you know, practicing and whatnot, you, you got proficient in, in drumming? Well, I did, you know, at what I had to do. Yeah. I learned what I had to learn, and I played, and I still do, uh, play what I had to play. 
And, yeah, of course, I got better and better over the years because uh, I, I ended up playing for years and hundreds and hundreds of concerts. And, yeah, but I, I got good at what I, I had to do. And, uh, you know, I never w would call myself a, a studio drummer. You know, I'm not the, the kind of drummer that you would call in for a, a studio session and right, sit down right. a bunch of sheet music and say, okay, here's the, here's the gig. No, <laughs> no, not like that at all. Um, I could probably do that on on acoustic guitar, but but not on the drums. But I didn't have to. It was you know I had to learn what I had to learn. Right. Um, so in the current moment here, um, is your one man show your main focus? And, and how long is the run? No, it's not a main. It's not a run. It's uh, I've done it like I said three three three. Uh, I think I did it three times in New York at Feinstein's. Uh, 54 below uh, when I say three times I, I did it like three times like two shows a night or two shows every couple of days or something like that yes and like I'm doing in in San Francisco like I'm doing it because um, uh, I'm doing uh, two shows over two days that's right. So, yeah. folks, if uh, folks listening to us, did you just hear what he, Mickey said? So, it's just two shows in San Francisco. So, again, buy those tickets at Feinstein's right away. Okay. Yeah, I hope to see uh, uh, some of the people there, some of my fans, and people that just might be curious about what, what the heck it is. Um, uh, but then my solo show, I, I tour, um, you know, th that's the solo rock and roll show. Yes. Which, Again, has all the monkey hits in it, but not necessarily uh, uh, all the Broadway uh, uh, stuff, uh, the standards and the Broadway stuff. That's mm -hmm. only uniquely where you'll see me do it at at, uh, at at Feinstein's. All right, so that that's awesome. And then, what's next for you in terms of acting or in, on stage st stage work? Well, I'm, I, um, I I keep you know wanting to do more stage work. Uh, it's uh, it's been tough because I've been touring so much solo and with the monkeys that I've actually had to turn down a couple of things. The last thing I did was hairspray in in England, in London, in the West End. I did that for about a year. Oh wow! And, awesome. Um, I uh, I would love to do more, but that takes that it takes a big big commitment. And yeah. So you got to work way into the future for that. I've been up for a couple of things. I would love to do more. I love doing it and. Um, uh, and I've done shows. I did Greece in San Francisco uh, years, uh, a number of years ago. Um, I think I did. Um, I think I even did uh, Pippin. Um, it would have been in in San Francisco a year, a few years ago. <clears throat> and I am looking forward to do more of that. Yeah. How would you characterize what your driving wheel is at this stage in your life that keeps you motivated? The, the and driving what? Your driving wheel, like the passion, like. You know, how is it, oh. what is it that's burning so bright now at the very moment? Um, my woodworking business with my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's an exclusive, folks. <laughs> there you go. Uh, my daughter and I, uh, 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 the youngest one, she learned how to be, be, build sets and theater and a degree. And uh, it's Georgia, the, the youngest one that I was telling you about. Yes. And, um, we, uh, we we were building because uh, I've always been a woodworking freak. I've always had a big woodworking shop, and uh, and we were building a, a coffee table or something for a friend of hers. And she, I joked and said, 
we should start a business, Dolan's and Daughters Fine Furniture. And she ran with it. And we had a business license and a shopping cart within a couple of days. And, and right now we have a website, dolansanddaughters.com. And and we build handmade uh, uh, furniture, and whenever we can, uh, we had to. She had to post uh, something on the website a little while ago that said, uh, "We can't take any more orders because Daddy's on tour." <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Is it like, like you know, wacky furniture that if you know? Is it what? Like like. Um, eccentric furniture, sort of like you know your persona. No, it's very class. It's very classic. Uh, if you just check it out, you'll see it's it's quite classic stuff, handmade, fine, you know, uh, uh, fine furniture. It's it's uh, not custom made every piece, but there's only we we don't have that many items, but they're all pretty pretty specific and and the uh, and finely designed and finely finished and and stuff like that awesome and um, by the way congratulations on um you know your first granddaughter that's important and you know grandson sorry a grandson grandson yeah not granddaughter well congratulations on that that's a very much that's a big deal and that's where you are now visiting yeah (laughs) um well i'm amazed that you're still going strong after all these years and you still have the passion um besides for making furniture for getting on stage (laughs) and delivering the goods to um to your fans and uh it's an amazing thing. I mean, if you take just from from my perspective, I'm like looking at all of the all of that you've given back to us as an artist. I mean, it's just it, what a career. I just am amazed that you still have the passion to to keep doing it, and you are delivering it. Um, any thoughts on that? Like, what drives you on, in that genre of continuing to make art for us? Well, you know, it's it's look, it's got to be it's fun. I mean. It, that's why they call it playing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, it, it's fun. How can you not think that standing up there in front of a few thousand people or whatever and singing these hit songs that I was blessed to have, to have sung uh, those monkey hits and I mentioned those songwriters, you know, I talk about the songwriters all the time. And so when you get an audience coming back at you with such appreciation and uh, and like you mentioned, you know, it just brings back such great feelings to to these people. It's, I, I describe it as like somebody throwing you a birthday party every night. And so how can you not like that? I, but to be honest, it's, it, it's tough. The, the, like I said, the traveling part is is tough, you know, and it gets tougher as you as you get older. But. But the shows, uh, the, you know, the shows are wonderful and the shows are the easy part. And and um, I, I and I love doing them. Yeah, it's how you can clearly you can get that sense from you. that It's something, you know, it's something you really love doing like that. And uh, for me, that's inspiring. Thank you. And thank you for being there and keep doing what you're doing uh folks the show is uh friday uh august 4th and saturday august 5th at feinstein's here in san francisco at the nico go to their website and purchase this once in a lifetime chance to see mickey dolan's in his one man show it's going to be fabulous mickey i want to thank you i know you want some r&r time with your family but thank you for taking the time today to be with us and we really appreciate it so have a great evening over there in washington dc and best of luck and safe travels on your way over to San Francisco. See you soon.
could hide neath the wings of the bluebird as she sings. The six o'clock alarm would never ring, but it rings and I rise, wipe the sleep out of my eyes. My shaven razor's cold and it stings. Wednesday night. It is 8 p.m. ish. It's time for Trish and Dan Face Oblivion. Minus Trish and Dan. I am your new host, Arden. Uh, I have officially hijacked this show and made it my own. So uh, we're going to do the open mic as always. Uh, I'm not changing the format, just uh, the hosting style a little bit. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to introduce. Our next comic, who is wonderful, I've seen 